0: You allow me tonight? I'd like to take a few minutes. With the help of the Lord tonight. Everybody, you, you, you're at home, so you do what you feel. You're at home. Everybody, you have a worshiper in the house, you're at home, so please don't. What you feel to do, that's what you do here. It'll be all right. It'll be all right. I really feel in my heart, my spirit tonight, a word for us. It sure is my desire able to speak something tonight that would give direction, give hope, give strength, amen, to all, to all. There's no favorites in the house. You're all precious in His sight. You're the sheep of His field, His pasture. I can promise you one thing, the Lord wants all of us to make the journey. He wants all of us to be overcomers and made overcomers as he looks upon us here tonight with his goodness and his grace. Got your Bibles turned to the book of Isaiah 51. Isaiah 51, let me say again, it's good to have all of that's here with us tonight. I don't consider no one here as a guest, you're all a part of us we're so thankful you've come to worship the Lord with us, amen, and to feel his touch, to hear his voice, and let his word and his spirit, what a beautiful song, what a beautiful job was done here tonight, amen. Thank God for our singers and instrument players that uh, putting forth the effort and doing a good job, amen, of uh, being used of God and to sing and help prepare a service and that preparation to create an atmosphere for hearts to be touched and for souls to be ministered to. Um, only eternity will really be able to weigh out the outcome of how important our services were. Amen. Isaiah 51 Hearken to me that this is the Lord speaking unto the Israelite people, the, Uh, His chosen people. Hearken to me. ye that follow after righteousness. I believe I'm in a house tonight where you want to follow righteousness. Not just our own righteousness, but the righteousness of God. Ye that seek the Lord. That's what we're here to do. We're here to seek Him and His heartbeat and desire and voice in our lives. Look unto the rock whence ye have our yachunned, chopped or cut, or... Even to the point of beating from. <laughs> Those are not the most favorable terms. Uh, but the whole idea is to, to shape us. And to mold us from, from, from what we've been coming from. And to the whole, whole of the pit which ye are digged. The whole of the pit that ye are digged. Believe I can safely say tonight that we've all been dug from some pit, some form, and some fashion. And not only have we been dug from a pit, but there's been other pits even after coming to God. That that we found ourselves for one reason or another. But this God's, a man is in the pit delivering business this God is in the pit delivering business here tonight Lord we love you and appreciate you we're so honored to to be back in the house of God to be back in your presence and to feel your glory to feel your hand upon us and upon this service here tonight I pray God that you'd help us help us as your vessel help us to obey the Holy Ghost help us to Say the words and say them in a manner that they can be received. Say them in a way that they can be felt and responded to and accomplished. We know it's your goodwill and good pleasure for your word not to go out void. Amen. But to go out in a way and a power of faith. And find its mark in every heart and soul and life in this place tonight. As we humble ourselves, we need you, God. We need you to anoint us and direct us as we give you the glory. we give you the praise. In Jesus name. Lord bless you and you may be seated. Praise God. Praise God. I'd love to have about. A week or two to study this out. (laughs) I normally don't do that. But. I'm not normally burnt out either. (laughs) As I am tonight. But. um, So. But as we look at this. Uh, the, the statement, the, the thought, has been with me the last few days, and so I began to look in the scriptures of the term Pit itself and uh, felt so many uh, directions and so many avenues and, and, and to be honest with you i 'm the type of guy i 'm a lot better just keeping things simple. <laughs> Amen. Hey man, you know, give me just, you know, give me one thought, one road, one little avenue, and let's preach it, man. Praise God. And go with it. It's, I, just, I just do better. But when you start trying to pull scriptures, you start uh, different forms and types of pits. And some, some, we find ourselves in those pits because of geographical location Sometimes. Sometimes we find ourselves in those pits. We call them the pitfalls of life. Amen. That and there's a certain amount of them that um, it's going to happen. It's just going to take place. Uh, I'd like to tell you tonight that um, there's some pits you just can't avoid. There's some pits that you're just not going to be able to get around. Uh, before I get through here tonight, I hope to help you to understand there's some pits that God, that God's going to call on you to go into, crawl into it, and to, to take on that, that battle and the, uh, the beast, the spirit, the circumstance, the situation of what that pit represents, and the power of it. And, and so that's the reason I just made the statements I made when you begin to talk about. The pits, and the pits in the Bible itself, and the encounters with pits. For the most part, we understand that uh, pits not really a term that we are, we're really liking to. How many would like to fall in a pit tonight? None of us. In fact, we're warned in the scriptures, uh, the, under the law, that if you uncovered a pit, a man and left it uncovered, and if a beast or an individual fell into this pit, you was held accountable cause you was one because of negligence of uncovering it and leaving it uncovered and causing the individual or the animal to fall into that pit. And so there's pits that are made by man. Then there's pits man I believe they're made by demonic forces and powers of the enemy uh, that sets up snares and traps to try to ensnare us. And these pits are more in a spiritual form, and they're not as easy to recognize. They're not as easy to realize uh, what you're approaching and what you're fixing to encounter. And these are the type of pits that we definitely need God to help us, and to God to work on our behalf, and to be as the word, as a lamp unto our feet, uh, and a light unto our path. Amen. Because it's only by the quickening of the word, the illuminating power and the revelation of the word that it keep us from falling into these snares or traps or pits. Amen. That could cost us and cost us dearly. And so as we look at the term that's made here. Amen. I want to talk first because one of the best ways, amen, it doesn't matter if it's a pit that God wants you to go into or if it's a pit, amen, that is one that needs to be avoided at all costs. The real key to the pit itself and keep this pit from overcoming us and defeating us and uh, is to listen to the first word of our scripture lesson here tonight. The term, amen, hearken, hearken. And I realize that a lot's been said about that, of, of listening, or hearing, or have an ear to hear. We understand by revelation of the seven churches, it was, a, they was all instructed, and all of them found themselves being uh, instructed, or even basically commanded, to, amen, he that's got an ear to hear. If there's ever been a generation, there's ever been a time, a season, even in the the time that we're living tonight that we need to have an ear to hear what God is saying unto us as a whole and yet at times even as an individual to know his voice amen to be able to hear that voice or to understand the voice we know the bible said God is not the author of confusion I'm amazed sometimes at the different ideas and opinions and theories and even doctrines that has come across our lands and we we we, we He'd bundle them up and bag them all up and put them all in the same basket It's Christian under the heading of Christian and actually to be a Christian the first time the term Christian is even used we see this amen we see uh, that in Antioch the followers are disciples of Jesus Christ and to be called a Christian simply means to be Christ-like is to follow the anointed one is to follow his commandments even Jesus himself taught us he said if you love me you're going to keep my commandments And to cure his doctrines and to believe of him, not just to believe on him, the scripture didn't stop there, but there is a mandate from Jesus Christ himself unto the Jews, unto all disciples, to believe on him as the scriptures have said. Uh, That makes a difference, um, that, that that brings more illuminating light, that brings greater responsibility, that helps us to understand that there can be pits, amen, hallelujah, that can be designed by religion. And designed by men. Hallelujah. Possibly men with good honesty and sincerity. Hallelujah. We see even in the Old Testament where there's individuals. And I've heard this term, well, they're sincere. But I'm here to tell you tonight that sincerity alone can be a pit. Hallelujah. That you and I can fall in tonight and just sincerity alone and being sincere. And always I'm going to do it. Hallelujah. I have intent to do it. God knows the intent of my heart. But there comes times and places in a walk with God and in and serving God and, and making sure that our salvation is sure and making sure that we're where God plans on us to be and that it's got to be more than just an intent. It takes on action. No it could add a good intent to build an ark. But it was no good, amen, until he went to work, until he began to go gather up the gopher wood and he began to build that ark. Uh, Abraham, amen, is the very one that you read about in the next couple of verses following the verses I read to you tonight the man called Abraham, the father of faith he could have had good intentions of getting up in the morning but allow other things, amen, to sidetrack him, amen, it pulled him to the side hallelujah, but thank God he heard a voice, a voice, amen that called him out of Ur of the Chaldeans hallelujah, if you go back and read you'll read about Job Job was among the earth of the Chaldeans this is the same place the same idolatry country that Job was, 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 was raised in. Hallelujah! So I'm telling you, there's something about hearing the voice of God. There's something about having an ear. Hallelujah! To hear His word, to hear His voice, to hear His instructions. And as you hear it, you can't be just a hearer; you gotta be a doer. Hallelujah! It takes more than just hearing it. I used to tell the Sunday school class when we used to be out there in that old trailer, and I had the, the, the teenagers, and I would give them the example about being baptized. I said we can we can just Repeat the commandment. And I would use the example. And at that time, Miss Juanita, she just built a catfish house and a little place. And I said, you, you can, I can ask you to go and get me a hamburger from Miss Juanita's. And said, you can just repeat it. <laughs> but did I get the hamburger? Mm-mm. Somebody had to hear the instructions and somebody had to get up and make their way to Miss Juanita's and purchase and buy the hamburger and bring it. And so that's the same way with baptism. Just repeating what Jesus told them to do. When he instructed them, amen, to be baptized in the name of the Father and Son of the Holy Ghost. Just repeating those titles and that method doesn't get the job done. It doesn't accomplish nothing. Hallelujah. If you're going to get the job done, if you're going to accomplish, you got to have an ear. And so what was he really saying? Well, read the book of Acts, and you'll see that every single one of them in the book of Acts, and actually up to 325, amen, everybody baptized. If you was going to be a follower of Jesus Christ, if you was going to call yourself a Christian, it didn't matter what, denied you come from or what walk you come from everybody baptized in the Jesus name everybody baptized in this lovely name but that's a pitfall that people can find themselves falling into and if they're not careful they'll begin to use another pitfall and that pitfall says well it was good enough for mama and it was good enough for grandma and it was good enough for this one or good enough for that one but somewhere along the journey this has to become a personal relationship and a personal encounter and a personal experience if you're going to have a walk with God if you're going to know his voice for yourself you can't depend on what grandpa done and what your daddy done and what mama done and what grandma done you got to hear the voice for yourself there's not going to be not one single grandchild in the heavens you hear me everybody's going to be born there's not going to be any grandchildren everybody's got to be born everybody's got to be biologically born to this heavenly father and so the only way you and I can be born is God every year to cure it so it's very important that we have an ear. Actually you can see again in Isaiah's writings in 46 and 3 Hearken unto me, O house of Jacob, and all the remnant of the house of Israel, which are born by me from the belly, which are carried from the womb. Even, the, even to your old age I am he. Even to the or the grayish white hairs will I carry you. I have made an I will bear. Even I will carry and will deliver you. You know what he's telling the Israelites? You know what he's telling the church? You know what he's telling every single one of us? Hallelujah. I'm your God. I'm not just a God in your teenage years. I'm not just a God, amen, in your in your, your, your twilight years. I mean in the beginning of your uh, of your marriage and, and the midlife. But I'm your God, amen, whenever gray hairs begin to show up on your head. Hallelujah. Or even if they start falling off. Whenever you become old in age, I'm still your God. I'm still your provider. I'm still your supplier. I'm still mindful of you and and I understand who you are and you belong to me and your mind. Hallelujah. So as we watch this, it's he that's got an ear to hear it. Amen. To hear it and to understand again Isaiah 48 and 12 says, Hark unto me, O Jacob and Israel. My call, hallelujah, I am he. I am the first and I also am the last. Hallelujah. none beside or likened unto him. He knows the ending from the beginning. He is the first and the last. Hallelujah again and Isaiah 54 and 1 hearken unto me you can hear this throughout several several times no, no way I'd have enough time if I stayed here until the sun rose up in the morning can we cover all the bases and all the verses that deals with hearken and the importance of having an ear to hear and to hearken amen to really hearken amen secure it and not only hear it but understand it and not only understand it but begin to take actions of what you just heard if I told you this house is on fire or there is a bomb amen is set in this house and it's fixing blow up in, in about 15 seconds. Hallelujah. You know what? I can tell in the next couple of seconds too many how many really heard me and how many really believed me. Hallelujah. By your response in the house of God tonight. By your reaction. And so this is the same way with God and with the word of God. Hallelujah. You and I have got to have an ear to hear him. Hallelujah. Because sometimes he's going to speak to us to go down certain avenues and certain directions to keep us out of certain pits. And then there's going to be times, amen, when we find ourselves in a pit. It's going to be that voice that we're going to here It's going to be that voice that we understand in the, in the wrestling in the midst of a pit. And the pits comes in all sizes and shapes and forms. And some of them can be very deep. And some of them can be very dark. And some of them can make you feel like you're so isolated that even God himself can't hear you. Right. Huh. Jeremiah the prophet can tell us a little bit about pits. Of what he experienced, See so he was set down into that old well, that old pit, if you please, and that old mire sucked up around his legs to the point that when a man sent help to him, they had to take rags and put under the armpits of the old prophet before they could pull him out of that old mire. I heard Brother Floyd Odom make a statement right here one day out of this pulpit. Amen. He likened that pit under the cesspool. Amen. If you please, the septic tank of the city is where he had been lowered down. There's times that we'll be put into pits. It'll be of God's choosing and God's allowing Because he needs somebody that's willing to visit the pit and be willing a man to take on the battle and the struggle of the pit of the time and the season. I'll talk more about that at the end of our message tonight. So the real key even to Jeremiah, whenever he found himself in another pit, this pit was likened to a cave. There's a time in his life when he was running and he didn't see 450 false prophets. He didn't see the mighty hand of God and God answering some just some 62, 63 word prayer. He didn't watch the mighty rain come like a revival, amen. The sound of abundance rain. But when he received a letter from one little lady called Jezebel, he began to flee for his own life. He began to run. He began to flee, amen. And he he even went out to the desert into a place and left his servant, amen and went out even further and found himself up in a cave and in that cave a man when the wind couldn't speak to him and when the fire and the voice and the instructions but the Bible makes it clear to us that this old prophet Jeremiah in that cave could hear a still small voice I'm telling you if it's ever been a generation that we need to hear a still small voice that's not a man nervous that's not fretting and worried about what tomorrow holds but this still small voice with confidence. um, The steel small voice, amen, to give instructions um, that there won't be no wavering or doubting about it. um, If the ears, amen, I hear it. um, And the heart will respond to it. uh, And the light will respond to it. It doesn't matter about the pit. um, It doesn't matter how long you've been in the pit. um, It doesn't matter how big it is and how far in darkness you're in. If somehow you can hear the voice, uh, the steel small voice in the pit, um, I'm telling you the voice, this voice can get you out of the pit. This God, I'm serving tonight it's in the business of getting us out of the pit. Praise God. I could have went several more verses preaching and talking about hearken to hear, to hear. There's really nothing more frustrating to me. Well, at least it's pretty high on the list. <laughs> and get on that cell phone and it's, ah, uh, eh, ah. Eh, uh. Just hang up and call me when you get good connection. I'm not interested in carrying this conversation any further. And it takes me about uh, that long to get there. There's nothing <laughs> more aggravating than to be on that phone. And they, they, they're going 100 miles an hour, and they won't let you break in nowhere. And all you get is a, this, and then a few seconds later, that, and then something else. <laughs> finally, you're saying, you know what? You've been broke up for a, quite a while. I ain't got a clue what you said. I ain't got an idea. I don't know if I need to cry or if I need to laugh. I don't even know if I need to say yes or if I need to say no. If you're waiting on me to respond and I haven't responded, to, there's a good chance I didn't hear what you had to say. So good good, good, good opportunity. Amen. Repeat what you said. You might get a response. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm glad I'm serving a God tonight. If we'll tune our ears in to hear Him tonight, this God, hallelujah, will speak to us. There's never a pit. And sometimes the pits that we make ourselves and sometimes the pits that we may even fall into. I'm going to preach just a little bit here tonight, if you'll help me. And so... As you watch some of this, and uh, I used some of these verses this morning, so I'm going to bypass some, amen, of the verses here tonight for just time's sake. Genesis 14 and 10. Uh, I read a verse here, and no doubt I've read it before, but it didn't seem to get my attention as it did as we were studying this out. and, And here, amen, it says... Now this is the time of Sodom and Gomorrah. This particular chapter deals with when Lot was overcome by kings and the kings had got together and multiple kings had got together and they had come up against Sodom and Gomorrah and they'd overtaken Sodom and Gomorrah, amen, in this particular time. This is even before the judgment of God had came upon this particular city and when these kings rose up against these particular cities the 10th verse in that particular chapter calls it, he says, and the, the veil, I mean, the, the veil, actually, it's V A L E, that means valley. It's a valley. And in this particular valley, this valley that's in the says was full of slime pits. Full of slime pits. To liken, to get an idea of these slime pits, from what I can understand, I used a couple of commentaries trying to give us a little more insight, because the scriptures doesn't say anything else about it. It's not mentioned anymore. But to the best of their recollection and, and understanding, these pits don't exist any longer. They feel there's a good possibility probably in the judgment of God and on San Gamara, that uh, they were burnt or done away with. I'm well, not sure, but they seem to not are able to find these particular pits. But it's no doubt or no question in their minds that they had existed one time. It was out of these pits they, they would get what we would call a tar substance. It's used, amen. It was a petroleum that could be used for a number of things. In fact, the the Egyptians used it for to help bomb embalm the dead. They would use it. There was other uh, means, and that it was used for. It just depended on the process that was used, and and to the most liking unto it was, and, and here's how he put it, amen. To be used on the roadways or on roofs, and so it's likened unto tar paper or the liquid hot tar but it was naturally hot as a petroleum. It would actually burn and ignite and, and burn and so these slime pits amen that is mentioned amen here in Genesis the 14th chapter. It's the place where certain kings as they had fleed out of the key of the city of Solomon and Gomorrah fleeing for their lives amen against the attack of the kings that had come against them found themselves slipping and falling into these pits and being consumed and overcome and defeated a man inside these old slime pits i'd love to tell you tonight that slime pits don't exist any longer but i'm here to tell you tonight they do not so much maybe in the natural but more so in the spiritual more so, more than ever i believe there's more slime pits that's been designed and built a man by man, but by the, the underhand and the disguising power of the enemy of our soul. The enemy that wars against you and I day in and day in and night. The one that has a desire and a passion for your soul. The one that desires to own your vessel. To own you and to control you. To manipulate you. And fashion and mold you. Into who and what he desires you to be. Hallelujah. You know that none other but Satan himself. Lucifer himself. Amen. And so there is the sign pits. That can be designed by the twisting. And the distorting of the word of God. Trying to either one way or the other. How I many you caught the statement I made. A few weeks ago, possibly a month ago now, I made this statement unto you, Hallelujah! I don't want to be found weighing in the balance, Amen. Before God, Amen. Hallelujah! Putting too much on the people, Hallelujah! Neither do I want to be found in the balance of making it too broad and overlooking circumstances or situations. Our spirits, Amen. That's slipping in and then coming in like raven wolves to devour and to destroy the people of God hallelujah, Paul warned us that this was going to happen, Paul warned us uh, at his departure, how, how that this become more prevalent, how that this, this will become more real, hallelujah when he's snatched and taken away from, from as of the apostle that God had called him as a chosen vessel, how that in these demonic forces and powers and doctrines uh, was going to slip in and cause pitfalls for people hallelujah, and to be caught up and, and put into places uh, finding themselves in places hallelujah and overcome and overpowered by them I'm here to preach to you tonight though the word of God is still true the mercy the grace the long-suffering and the goodness of God is alive and well tonight it has ever been to bring us out amen to bring us out of these pits to bring us out of these conditions and situations hallelujah thank God for it Judges 1 and 19 talks about the Lord was with Judah and he drove out the inhabitants of the mountains. But listen to me. Uh, I I, I know I'm going to play a little bit here. If you're not careful, if you don't listen, you, you you might take some of this wrong. Hallelujah. But, but, but watch this. In fact, Judges, the, the first chapter, it's a good book to read. It's a good chapter to read. You read where Israel failed after going to the promised land. They come up short of driving certain individuals and certain people out of their lives and out of the geographical location that had been allotted and given unto them. And because of that, it cost them dearly. Hallelujah. So in Judges 1 and 19, you're going to read that the Lord was with Judah. And he drove out the inhabitants of the mountain but listen to the next term but Could not drive out the inhabitants of the valley because they had chariots of iron. Hallelujah. They couldn't drive them out. Now, we know by the scriptures that God, hallelujah, is a God of the mountains, but likewise, He's a God of the valleys. But it really depends upon the individuals. It depends upon He that's got an ear to hear it. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, we're living in a world today. A lot of people don't believe that God can deliver them. A lot of people don't believe that God, in one service, in one moment, hallelujah, can pull you out of a pit. Hallelujah pit that maybe you wrestled in. Hallelujah for 10 years or 15 years or 20 years. Maybe you was geographically born in it and your family was raised up in it and that's all you know and that's all you ever been introduced to. But I'm here to tell you tonight we're serving a God. Hallelujah can pull you out of any Miry clay. That can pull you out of any pit. I don't care who you've been born to. I don't care what kind of neighborhood you've been born in. I don't care who your daddy was. I don't care who your mama was. I don't care how many pits they drug you through i am telling you there's a God in this house tonight. Hello, you going to deliver you out of the pit. Hello, you they made the pitfalls of life itself. I've tell you, but God's in the business of delivering us out of every pit. God's in the business, a man of setting us free and making us whole. But we gotta have an ear to hear and a heart and a mind made up. There's also the pitfalls who you run with. You connect yourself with it's a dangerous thing to who you call as a friend in this world proverbs helps us to understand that proverbs 1 and 10 my son if sinners entice thee consent thou not (laughs) my advice unto you as a pastor if you got friends even center friends, and if a center friend begins to entice you to do things that you know that's contrary to this book, the best thing you can do is start cutting that friendship off. I don't care who it is. I don't care whose other friends they are, but for your soul's sake. This is having an ear to hear. And at whatever cost. I personally believe there's some pits. That God never intended for us. To fall into. And so he gives us a voice. To keep us out of them. If they say come. With us and let us wait. For blood. Let us lurk privately for the innocent. Without cause. You better be careful joining up with somebody. Hooking up with somebody. Especially if it involves the innocent. We don't believe in cliques here. We don't believe anybody's better than anybody else in the house of God. I can name some names that's been in this building of this, this building and the building of this church from the very beginning, but that doesn't give us doesn't give us any leverage whatsoever. Huh. It doesn't give you any with this pastor. Let me just put it that way. Okay? Huh. We're about his business. I feel a little whatever right there. but... tithes that never buy this preacher not if he stays God's man Won't never happen if we can be money bought <laughs> if I'm going to do it for the money I'm going to find some other way to do it what I mean by that I'm going to go to a place man let's live it up why well, live the lifestyle we live Well, you take it. I think I'm digging with the pit. I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with the pit right there. I'm... Even the Pharisees and Sadducees come to the conclusion that no man impressed Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. you simply what they was telling Jesus was. Uh, no positions uh, amen, man impresses you. It's not going to cause you to waver one way or the other. You're still gonna be Jesus. You're still gonna be the Messiah. You're still gonna tell it just like it is. Huh. It's one thing we can say about John the Baptist. Why'd you come to see these are the words of Jesus Christ? And you come to see a reed shaking in the winds, not with John the Baptist, buddy. It matter, Amen. man. You as a high as you as a pharaoh, man. If you hold held the highest position. Hallelujah! When you done things, you didn't have no business. Hallelujah! John the Baptist didn't have no problem, even in informing you and telling you it's not lawful for you to have her. Oh, it cost him. But yet he gained. Sometimes we measure the penalty. And the price of it. Hallelujah. From just an earthly standpoint. Hallelujah. I'm telling you. But I'm telling you some There's a higher power. There's a higher reward. Hallelujah. From the heavens itself. That you and I must learn how to stand for. At whatever cost. I'm going to get there. We can't let sinners entice us. We can't let... Our times, our seasons, our, our changings of, of life oh yeah, change us. There's no way, it's kinda like the computers, I will never forget. I can remember looking at them as the first grade and maybe kindergarten first grade and right up here. Questioned about computers and I gonna allow her to go to that class and and uh, I said, yeah. I said, you think computers are going to disappear? You think they're going to vanish? I said, we just, we just got the start of them. I didn't know it then. I would just, you know, sometimes God just puts words in your mouth and you just say them. I mean, you ain't got nothing else to do. And I, said, <laughs> I said, you'll see the day one day that you won't even be able to get a job without knowing how to get on a computer. And we're there. Didn't take as long as we thought it'd take. But the key to all of this, amen, is keeping our integrity. Keeping ourselves and make sure that we're going to use technology and use it for what's right and not let it entice us to do things that's ungodly and unwholesome. And so I realize that the battle against technology, we can forget it in that realm and in that place. It's already a done deal. We're in that pit like it or not. And we're going to have to deal with it in the pit. We're going to have to make up in our minds, hallelujah, that we're not going to let it pollute us. We're not going to let it. (laughs) We made a stand against Hollywood and television, and we're still doing that. I haven't changed my mind one bit about it. And God hadn't either. Because television and Hollywood, it's 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 an entertainment. Most time it's put in. I know they got different ways, but but there come the big part of entertainment. But what did it entertain? It entertained flesh and carnality. That's what it entertained. (laughs) But now, it's right down and you can hold it in the palm of your hand. It's called a cell phone. it's a pit and how we handle ourselves in that pit will determine whether or not we're going to be victorious in overcoming it. because in the pit of the cell phone you're going to be introduced there's going to be little things amen. that's going to come up on the sides over here it's going to be enticing it's going to be pulling it's going to expose you to some things hallelujah that you wouldn't have been exposed to now some of our elders may get by without ever having to really worry about computers but i'm going to tell you something i believe you'll see the day if the lord tarries long enough that some of this younger generation will not be able to pay bills without having a computer and on the internet and their homes and and, and operate through those means and ways and So somewhere along the journey, we better start preparing ourselves and girding up in our minds and our hearts and our souls, amen, for these pits. Hallelujah, that we're going to be the soldiers that God wants us to be in these pits and hear his voice and obey him and keep his commandments. We got examples, amen, of, 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 of people, of characters, and these are old characters. You've heard them time, and so I won't take a lot of time, but I can take you to Joseph. The Joseph at time, amen, not of his own doings. He was simply doing what he was asking. Amen. But he knew what it was to be cast into a cistern, amen, that was called a pit. Amen. The brothers seen him from a far distance because of the coat of many colors that he had on from the plains, amen, before he ever, and they had counseled together and just come to the conclusion They wanted to kill him, but they come because of Judah's advice. The older brother had advised them, why don't we just throw him in a pit? Amen. Judah's ideal was later on to deliver him out of that pit and take him back and send him back to daddy. But you know the story how the Israelites came along, a band of them and came along for 20 pieces of silver. They bought Joseph and purchased him out of that pit. I'm telling you sometimes God will deliver us out of pits through means and ways that we don't quite understand at times, but God sees a bigger picture. And I'm telling you, God's in the business of delivering us out of the pit. every time the devil, every time individuals and sometimes even our own brothers when they may do things out of envy God's got a bigger picture and God's got a bigger ideal but the attitude and the spirit we got in the pit especially the pit that God wants us to be thrown into, especially the pit or the season or the time or the dilemma that God has got us there, hallelujah our attitude and spirit and how we handle when we're in the pit is going to make all the difference in the world, hallelujah whether or not we make it out of the pit, hallelujah I want to just make it out of the pit but I want to come out of that pit without the smell of smoke I want to come out of that pit without, without having a bad attitude I want to come out of that pit with an attitude of the spirit I didn't deserve it praise God and then there's other pits other pits that such as Samson a man found himself <laughs> is see. Finally, reached a place and to a point of telling the Bible says all that was in his heart to Delilah. And even she knew it. The secrets of the heart. Amen. Got to tell you something tonight. You better be careful who you're telling your secrets to. You don't have to worry about getting pictures from your pastor letting you know everything that's going on in my life. I'm not going to stand around and advertise what I'm fixing to eat next. And I'm not going to advertise and tell you that I'm gone from the house and gone here and gone there and going to be gone for three or four days. And Man, I'm up in uh, Kalamazoo and having a good time and advertising it to everybody. I don't even advertise when you're on vacation. I believe there's a good reason for that. Psalms 1 helps us out. Amen. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Can I take that a step further? I wouldn't waste the time to go to ungodly people to get godly counsel. I wouldn't waste the time if I'm going to get out of a pit. I'll tell you something, you're never going to win a race being amen in the pits all the time. Nobody's ever won amen a race. The Indianapolis 500, and I don't know a lot about it. You probably can tell that already. But I can tell you one thing. You got to have a big, good pit crew. But I'm going to tell you something. The real key about, amen, pulling into the pit is getting the tires changed quick, getting you all and the gas it up, amen, and getting back out in the race. I'm telling you, whenever you get in that pit and you like that pit, you got to water in that pit. Some pit is no bigger than a mud hole. But after a while, you water in it long enough, it won't be just a mud hole. Hallelujah, amen. It'll get so deep and you get so caught up in it, so wrapped up in it feeling sorry for yourself and who you are and where you're at come on i preach it to you God's in the business of delivering us out of the pits I'm going to say this <laughs> he's also in the business of delivering us out of poor little old pitiful me. I'll just move on. Romans sixteen and seventeen warns us of two things: there's some individuals you need to mark, and some individuals you need to avoid. Romans 16 and 17 says, Now I beseech you. That means I urge you. Brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which ye have learned, and avoid them. I'm not interested. Lord, help me here. I'm being very kind. But I'm going to do the pastor part here. Oh, help me God. I hope you take this right. Lord have mercy. It doesn't matter if you've been here 50 years, 40 years, 30 years, 20 years, 10 years. You moved here a year ago, 30 days ago. Let me go all the way. Five seconds ago. The warning here is to tell us if they come trying to change the doctrines that you've learned, what's the next next statement and the next verse? amen what it's telling us to do he says mark them which cause a vision of finches contrary to the doctrine which ye have learned and avoid them for they are such that serve not our Lord Jesus Christ but their own bellies and by good words and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple I'm not interested I may be simple in a lot of ways but I'm telling you something I'm not simple about the doctrine of Christ and about separation and about living godly and what's pleasing in the eyes of the almighty God and I'm not interested in changing the doctrine and I'm going to avoid them and I'm going to mock them and want to slip into the house of God and try to change the doctrine. The doctrine that's always been here. Hey, hey, hey I'm going to war against that spirit. I don't care how long you've been here and how long you plan on staying we're not changing the doctrine of the word of God. There's not an easier way to get in. There's only one way, the way, and there is no other way. I can't change it. You can't change it. Nobody can change it. Praise God. You can be seated. Paul's writings again in Ephesians goes a little further. Let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be not ye therefore partakers with them, for you are sometimes darkness, but now ye are the light in the Lord. Walk. Live, go forward, that's what? Walk in the light, walk in truth, walk in the doctrine, walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth proving what is the acceptable, what is acceptable unto the Lord, and have no fellowship with unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, you can't live two lifestyles. Hallelujah. You can't serve two masters. Carnality and spirits cannot both be in control. Hallelujah. Bitterness and sweet don't come out of the same fountain. Hallelujah. We're vessels of God. Hallelujah. We've been brought out of the pit. We've been brought out of the miry clay. We've been brought, 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 brought out of darkness into his marvelous light. Hallelujah. We've got a revelation. We didn't earn it. Hallelujah. Anybody believes that? They know good and well we didn't earn this. It's a goodness and the grace of God. It's a mercies of the Lord. Hallelujah, that's fell upon us. But I'm here to tell you by the mercy and grace of God, if it's ever been a time that we need to walk in the fullness of truth, it's now. We need to do that. It's not a time, amen, to get caught up with a Chora group. It's not a time to get caught up with a rebellious group. It's not time to get caught up with a stiff neck group. Hey, I'm going somewhere. You just watch this. Hallelujah, God knows what He's doing. Everybody don't have to fall down. Well, that's the way my grandpa was. That's the way my daddy was. That's the way my grandma was. That's the way my mama was. I beg the difference with you. Even with Korah, you watch this. Hell, you know the story of Korah. And you know how he rose up against Moses and against the people at 250. Amen. And the princes, amen, rose up with him and the whole congregation. And you know how the earth opened up like a pit, amen, and swallowed them up. Right, right. <laughs> Listen to this verse. Numbers 26 and 11. Tenth verse talks about how the earth opened her mouth and swatted them up together with Korah. When that company died, what time the fire devoured 250 men and they became a sign. Listen to the next verse. Notwithstanding, in other words, nevertheless, the children of Korah died not. I'd ask tonight how many of the children of Korah died in the opening of that earth. There's a good possibility that the majority of this congregation would have said yes. But the Bible says they didn't. I'm here to tell you, you don't have to fall in the same pit as mama. And you don't have to fall in the same pit of daddy. And you don't have to fall the same rebellious way. And the doctrines that that's contrary to the word of God. The word of God gives you a right to walk in a different pathway. The word of God gives you a right to walk in a different lifestyle. The word of God, amen, that pulls you out of the pit. Amen. It gives you the thoughts and the power of the anointing to live an overcoming life. Woo! I'm telling you, the word of God to pull you out of pit. I don't care if they're spiritually handed down and generated, handed down. I'm telling you, you don't have to go into that same slime pit. That's right. That's right, you don't have to, it's a power of choice. Our choice if I'm going to act like them, if I'm going to be like that, There's nothing wrong with wanting to be like somebody that's godly. But shame on us when we make the statement, "I want to be like so-and-so, and they acting like the rear end. <laughs> and I'll leave the rest of it and let you fill it out. <laughs> I'm more on target tonight, and I'm more in the traces than what you think I am. Because there are some spiritual pits, hallelujah, that some have slipped into. And if we're not careful, we'll just blame our old genes. Well, let me tell you something, them old genes ought not be alive. Them old jeans that came down from this one and from that one and all this other stuff. Hey, I'm going to tell you something. I, hey, I can have a temper. I come out of some, my buddy. I'm telling you, they got a temper. I come out of some Harold on that Harold side, buddy. You're talking about some tempers. They called him Squeaky. We called him Uncle Biggin. And he was right the opposite. But he had a temper. He had two big brother-in-laws. They worked over one of his brother-in-laws, worked him, worked him over good. They headed toward my uncle. He reached under that straight and pulled out that 357 and stuck it out that window. He said, I'll send both of you your destination. He said, you're not about to beat me up today, tomorrow, or ten years from now. I'll blow your head off. And he meant it. <laughs> I got another uncle that was a brother to him. Amen. A guy trespassed on his place of hunting. Put his tree stand and put it all up. Amen. My uncle up in his 70s, hallelujah, finds that tree stand. He tears that tree stand off. He bends it and breaks it and brought it out. I ain't recommend to do this. I'm just telling you what a temper will do. Hallelujah. He took that tree stand and he wasn't scared. He wasn't afraid. He drove right up in the months of that bunch. Amen It had it. He stuck that thing, slammed it out. Of he said, "I'll whip all of you and rip up who owned this thing. If you put one more of these on my land and my hunting lease, I'll whip the whole bunch of you." Come on. That's what a temperer do—get you in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> that same uncle, he worked a logging crew. He had a guy working for him, lazy, didn't want to work. He said, one bad apple will spoil the whole bunch out in the woods. Uh, he was about 50 or 60 miles away from home, out in the woods, way down an old dirt road. To, he walked out there. He had enough of it. He said, You're fired, buddy. He hit the road. He's standing up, an axe ax in his hand. Big old guy, about like this, looking at him. Man just, Rrr. he looks around his truck driver. He said, If you pick him up, you're fired too. Hallelujah. When you get the temper, I'll tell you, they're willing to take on whatever, whoever. Hallelujah. i tell you, a temper gets you in trouble. But if you get the right temper and for the right call and for the right purpose. Hallelujah. You can crawl into any pit. Hallelujah. That God sends you in. And when the season's not right, when everything outcome is not good. All right. I know. They're going to get ready to come sing, and it'll just take me another minute here. Praise God. Pits. Things come out of pits. You can go to Revelation 9 and 1 and you read about the fifth angel. As he begin to sound and he talks about how we see a star most believes that this is Lucifer himself. Amen. That come falling out of heaven to the earth. And him was given the key of the bottomless pit. And he opened the bottomless pit, and out of that pit arose a smoke. Out of that pit, amen, a smoke of a great a furnace. Amen, amen. The sun and the air was darkened. And by the reason of this pit, you can go to Revelations 11 and 4, and you're going to read about two olive trees, amen, and two candlesticks. And out of a pit that's going to come up, amen, and they're going to destroy, and they're going to kill these two witnesses. But thank God for only three days. And then God, three and a half days, how the Bible puts it, but in three and a half days, God's Spirit's going to come back in them and God's going to raise them up for everybody to see them. But I'm still telling you the power of the pit because they had already tried. Men had come up against the two witnesses and those that come up against them. Amen. Fire come out of their mouth and consumed them. They was winning every battle but then all of a sudden out of the pit come. Amen. A power and a force that took their life. It's a dangerous thing what comes out of the pit. Hallelujah. And it's a time I'm telling you if we ever need to be sensitive and understand who we are and where we at. Amen. To avoid certain pits but watch this. I want to preach to you a little a bit now, hallelujah, about certain pits. Watch this second Samuel 23 and 20. Beniah is his name. The Bible says he had done many acts. The Bible says he slew two lion like men of Moab. But listen to the final part of this verse. He went down also and slew a lion. In the midst of a pit, in the time of snow. <laughs> that changes it just a little bit. It's not good to try to crawl in a pit when it's snowing, regardless of who's in the pit, regardless of what's in the pit a very dangerous thing. I don't know much about snow and pits, but I know something about more slew and muddy slide bars. <laughs> One little slip, hallelujah, and you can consider yourself wet. I don't care if you're five foot from the water or ten foot. If you're on that sloping edge. Hallelujah. Unless there's a cedar, uh old cypress knee somewhere that you can hang up on and bust a kneecap on. Hallelujah. That can stop you. You're going to get wet. So what I'm trying to preach to you tonight, there's certain pits. Hallelujah. That God wants us to get in. Hallelujah. We get in it with a made up mind, a made up heart. And hearing the voice of God, we're going to come out that pit winning. We're going to come out on the other side victorious. Brother Keith, gonna use it tonight. I hadn't asked permission for this, but I'm gonna use it tonight. This last trip he was on, huh, over for several, several weeks, and you know the biggest thing everybody w- was afraid of—Covid. Huh. Guess who got Covid? Huh. But you know what he done? He didn't tell everybody. <laughs> Hey, some people are better off not knowing. Told the church, told his pastor, said, I got the folks praying back at home. But I'm not about to tell these doctors over here in this foreign country. We don't have a clue what they're going to inject in us. We don't have no say-so once they take us to the hospital. No no, no, company men, no families, nobody I going to take my chances in this pit that I found myself, amen, Battle against COVID and sick as I am but I'm going to believe in one that can get me out of this pit. I'm going to call on a church I'm going to call on the name of Jesus hallelujah because I believe he can get me out of this pit. I believe he can move in this dilemma, move in this situation and help me be victorious and overcome hallelujah hallelujah he told me on his way when he was going to leave he said i'm over there he said i'm going to study that apostolic doctrine that's that's what you need to study study the apostolic doctrine because it's apostolic doctrine to get you out of all the pits I say this apostolic doctrine will get you out of all the pits. Hallelujah. I don't care how big they are, how long they've been around. This apostolic doctrine, hallelujah, will keep you out. Or if you find yourself in it, it will deliver you. Amen. Even when you find a line in the snowy weather. Now watch this. Sometimes pits come our way kind of like that phone call at one or two o'clock in the morning to a parent of a teenager. And immediately you think, oh God. So, the season of the pit. This man could have looked at it and said, this is not the time. This is not the season. It's snowing. But he heard the voice of God. God. It's all about <laughs> you know why I use running around like that tonight coming out of the pit i'm coming out of the pit i'm coming out of the pit i found something that can do for me what got had me bound down i'm coming out of the pit i'm coming out of this darkness i'm making my way amen how you doing man I love a little man there God's working in Bendale, Mississippi, folks. He's working to deliver us. But I'm going to tell you something as we stand in this house and they get a song ready. Hallelujah. There is another pit. I'm not sure in the fullness of the Bible relates unto it. I know it calls it the lake of fire. Amen. But you watch how powerful our God is our God, amen, can use pits for His glory and fulfilling of His purpose. Because the Bible and Revelation has taught us, amen, that God's going to send one angel, one angel out of His great host. And He's going to bind up Satan, oh Lucifer, amen. And He's going to put him into that bottomless pit. Hallelujah. And He's going to lock him up. And He's going to lock him up for a thousand years. And He's not going to be able to find deliverance or come out of there until a season. And then only then and then only only. Hallelujah. God sends that angel back with a key and unlocks it and allows him out for a season. Hey, I'm telling you, God's in the bit business. Hallelujah. And there's some pits, amen, he wants us to crawl in. And there's some pits he wants us to crawl out of. And there's some pits he wants us to avoid. And it's all hinging on having to hear the voice of God. You think you'll know it all? You think you got it all together? Some of you ain't paid a bit of attention in this house. But I'm going to tell you something a few days down the road, you got to realize I ought to listen to that old preacher. It could have kept me from falling in this pit. It could have kept me from falling in this trap. I tell you, God's on the prowl and God's in the pit delivering business. As they get a song ready, the singers are coming. These altars are open here tonight. But the greatest pit of all is that pit, that lake of fire that place of eternity this is the only pit that even God can't deliver us you hear me this is the only pit this is the only place that even God himself cannot deliver us we can beg we can plead we can do whatever we want to. Tonight's your night. Now is the time to be delivered. Please, please, don't wait. Don't wait to that moment, and that time, when it's one day too late. When it's one service too late. Hallelujah, until it's one moment too late. And you wake up and find yourself in a place of torment in a place that you know I think some of the most hounding things is going to be to especially to backsliders and to apostolic people that had heard this truth and felt the power of God is when they wind up there they're going to know there's no exit there's no exit those that are illiterate and those that never heard and don't know anything about it there may be just a little inkling of hope that somewhere along that this will be over with and it'll be a done deal but you and I are going to know and how could it be that God starts rehearsing in our own minds as all of our senses go to working and, and our memory works better than it ever worked and, and we start remembering the messages and we start remembering the times that he reached for us and tried to pull us out of the pit and when he reached for us and tried to pull us out of that miry clay when he reached for us and try to pull us out of that darkness but we let carnality we let our own proceed complete ideals amen hinder us and stop us from making a step and making a move i tell you honey hello i'm telling you in the holy ghost tonight god is trying to deliver us out of the pit tonight what are we going to do with the message? What are we going to do with the hour we got? What are we going to do with the service we got here tonight? If you're not ready, it's a good time to get ready. God bless you as they sing. Eu of the service here tonight i think something would be good for all of us we've all have to deal with pits one form or fashion you never get too old you're never too young if you live for god you become a soldier of the lord uh those pits become even more frequent come from different styles and from the enemy amen if you know anything about truth you know anything about this gospel the enemy's going to do everything he can to, to destroy you. He's going to try to position and place you in a place. Amen. Uh, it's kind of like the prophets and, and uh, those that uh, was fed. Amen. Uh, but they was in a cave. Hallelujah. And sometimes, you know, well, you, you, can't, you know, can't do a whole lot of good in a cave. You got to come out of the cave. We, we can't win battles. Amen. We can't train our military, our special forces. And never put them on the helicopters or put them in the planes or put them on the ships and send them to the war fields. Amen. To conquer the enemy. And so tonight, tonight, I want us to pray together. Ask God to make us strong. You know, that's what the Lord told Joshua. From the handing down for Moses and the death of Moses. What a responsibility fell on Joshua was into his life. And the responsibility now to take on the Israelites and lead them into the promised land. And one of the requests. Amen. Hallelujah. And God told him, he said, I'll make you strong. I'll make you strong. Anybody interested in being strong? Anyway, you've got to be strong. Hallelujah. Uh, uh, watch this, and I don't know it in detail, Brother, Brother Brennan I mean, could tell it a lot better, but when the pitfall, the accident that happened in 26 a few months ago, amen to a lot of people may not really realized it but there was a group two groups right to come from Gupport that that normally wouldn't have been down there they're from north of mississippi and they're trained they're trained for such an accident in settings like this and and so uh, brother brennan said the main guy in george county got a hold of him come to find out when he called and because he knew people hey he told him he said hey he said they're right in Guthport, They're down there for the storm he said we'll get a hold of them they'll send them up and sure sure enough in about an hour or so they showed up hey and these guys, when they got out, Brother Brenda talked about it. He said, man, he said they had arm pads on. He said they had ropes. He said they were geared. He said when they got out, he said they, they come for business. They had been trained. They had the gear. And then you had to go down into that pit. And then you had to hook up to those automobiles. And then you had to even get those that had deceased. Get them out of those automobiles and get them up out of those places. And because they had been trained. Folks, I'm going to tell you some God's in the training business right now trying to help some of us. Because you know what? Just as important about some of these pits, somebody's Got to be willing to go in the pit. Hallelujah. And it can't be, there's a season you think it ought to be in the time when you think it ought. It's not such thing as a convenient time. Hallelujah. You can get over that. That's never going to happen. You're going to be lame like the king was with Paul in a convenient time. Well, it's never going to happen because you warn against the enemy of your soul. But I'm going to tell you something God wants to make us strong. Hallelujah. Then when he calls upon us to go in those pits, hallelujah, to win the battle, to of that line and come out on the other side victorious. so we're going to pray. We're going to ask God to help us. To make us strong. Because I'm not going back to bigger elements. I'm not going back to the ways of the world. To whom would we turn to? to? He's the only Savior. We ought to be strong in His love. We'll be strong in His word. Strong in His spirit. Strong in His call. Man, we ought to be strong to walk the path He wants us to walk. I didn't get to... Teach that lesson this morning. What about Anna? What a loyal, committed life. In one sense, that could have been likened to a pit. As a widow, she couldn't become a priest. But yet, she had access to the temple. And the Bible's for 84 years. Now, some some believes, you know... uh, I believe she was married, had been married, or, uh, lost you know, just six or seven years. But then for the rest of that time in 84 years, which put her somewhere up in the 70s. Amen. That she spent in the temple praying and fasting, looking for the Messiah. Watch this. And on the morning that Jesus was brought, on that eighth day, obeying the law, she comes in. Right after Simeon gets through holding the salvation of God, the Messiah, Jesus. Praying and even leaving Mary with the words of how the great, the sum is going to be the the rising, but yet the fall for some. We'll tell you something. This gospel is going to be the rise for some, but there's going to be a great fall for others. Because they're not going to believe it. They're not going to have an ear to hear it and receive it. And the pit's going to overcome them and take them. we got to pray to be strong in this world the time that we're living in tonight. And you know what? I know one that can make it. The Bible says greater is he that is in us than he that's in the world. I said that because they had been trained. They had prepared when they got there. They knew how to go down into that pit and do the work that they had to do. Praise God. I believe the church is equipped. I believe each and every one of us can be equipped if we'll tune our ears and give ourselves to Him. God will never send us into a situation for us to be destroyed. If He does, here's how He's going to do it. He's going to turn our minds over to a reprobate mind and to believe a lie and be damned. But as long as you walk in this marvelous truth, and this gospel, and the doctrines of this book, He'll never send you into a pit that will overcome you. You'll always win. It may take a day, it may take a week, sometimes some battles and warfare, even in Bible times, when the enemy would come up against a certain city, and it depended depend on the city and how it's built. And how they prepared for the enemy. But sometimes the warfare would last two and three years. Before they would finally weary the citizens. By starving and by cutting water off. And by arranging uh, utensils and, and means of warfare. And weapons of warfare to overcome the walls. Those battle realms, you know what they was for? Because people had learned how to build stone walls. Out of stone and and things. But they take them battlegrounds. Watch this. The song is right tonight. You're on the battlegrounds. Like it or not. Everybody on the sound of my voice. You're on the battlegrounds. Every day. You're on the battlegrounds. And if we fail to prepare. If we fail to have an ear to hear him. And a heart to respond and to obey Him. We're going to be overcome. But if we'll just hear Him. You know what He's going to do? He's going to give us strength and wisdom. To overcome and to be made the overcomers. Lord we love you tonight and appreciate you. We're so thankful for your word. For your presence and the touch that's in this house tonight. We're thankful for every life that's in this place tonight. Every soul, every individual the desire and passion in each life to serve you and to worship you, to walk in the powers of your grace and mercy. God, we pray that you'd help us, help us in this end time to be the soldiers of our generation. Help us have an ear to hear. Help us to be made strong and faithful, committed and loyal and dedicated unto you as our Lord, unto you as our Savior. Help us love the things that you love and hate the things you hate. Help us stand true in the gap. Help us make up the hedge. Help us in this end time to endure difficult times and circumstances and situations with your anointing and with your presence in our lives. All the glory and praise and honor is going to be lifted to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Lord bless you. You may be seated. How many read the bulletin today? If you didn't read the bulletin, I would encourage you to read the bulletin. What a, what a, what a beautiful uh, layout of story. A man who's in the bulletin today. If you haven't got one, there's a few left in the back. If you don't, if it's they're all gone, look around. Uh, you can pick up some that's left out here. I do it every every week. <laughs> Praise God. And to read it. It's, it's, it's a, it'd be a blessing to you. Hallelujah. Beautiful, beautiful bulletin. Insight. Amen. Don't forget what I've already mentioned about uh, this Christmas uh, deal here. All right. Birthdays. Got any birthdays? Praise Hunter. Okay. Come on, man. Praise God. Hunter and Sister Jessica. Who else? Sister Liz. All right. Brother Mitch. Anyone else? Brother Nathan. They keep wanting and doing. That's right, man. Thank God for them. (laughs) Anyone else? All right. Let's sing happy birthday to all of these. Give all of them a good hand tonight. Praise God. Bless each one of you. We'll have another blessed year of the Lord. Amen. The favor of God upon you. Praise the Lord. Anniversaries. Brother Brayden, Sister Savannah. God bless them. All right. Anyone else? Let's sing happy anniversary to them tonight. Right, give him a good hand tonight. Praise God. Don't forget, Mother Samford, Mother Elder Samford will be with us Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Monday night of this coming week. So make sure you put that on your calendars and your mind or cart. So we will not have a midweek service Wednesday night, but we'll have Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Monday night. He will be with us. Okay, Wednesday night, normal service, Friday night, fall festival. Amen. If you have having your games and things of that nature, please get with Brother Brennan and them. We'll get this lined up. Okay. Sister Mallory. Good. That's right. We're, and we, the, the chips now, we went to the little bags and went to canned drinks. That works a lot better. And we'll get some ice, ice chests and, and get them all iced down and ready to go. Okay? All right. Anything else? Um, I just want to say this morning, And it's because I have been a lot of pain, I don't start pain, but lot of pain I And as a mother it, it really that's right. All right. Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo! Praise God. Praise God. Amen. That's awesome, isn't it? Praise God. Hallelujah. That'll preach. <laughs> Mama's got to feel him, Right. Anything else? Man, God's good, isn't he? My, my, my. We serve an awesome God, folks. We really do. He loves you tonight. He sees right where you're at. Yes, he, does. he sees. He doesn't only see the, the pit that you, if you're in one. He, says see those, he sees the one of tomorrow, next year, or however how long it might be. He's a good God. Let's trust Him. Let's live for Him. God bless you.